0: All right, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Halloween, October 31st, 2020, and this is the inaugural grand pilot, whatever the fuck you want to call it, first podcast by me, Brent Cedar, I'm coming to you live from, well, I don't think I can tell you that just yet because I don't know how good of an idea it is. Um, Might give you a little bit of... juice to keep listening to my podcast. So anyways, um, I want to call this episode The Stone in the Middle of the Pond. And this won't be a very long episode, but um, the theme of it should really be about getting started. And I hope you can get some value from this episode and some of the subsequent episodes that are going to be broadcasted by me uh, as we proceed through this very, very tumultuous year. Um, It has certainly changed my perspective on life. It has changed my perspective on career. It has changed my priorities as it relates to those two very critical components of how I live my life. And at the end of the day, the value that I want to add to everybody who's listening today is to understand that getting started is the hardest part of learning, mastering, and executing anything that you want to do in your life. And I'm going to be using... A lot of analogies from my own particular life. A lot of them might have to do with some of the things that I really, really enjoy doing. Albeit music, whether it's playing keys, playing guitar, um, getting in a boat and whitewater kayaking on the river, from heading to the gym at 5:30 in the morning um, and pounding out some. some reps with some iron whatever the fuck you want to call it I don't know by the way this podcast is going to be raw it is not scripted it is just me voicing my opinions hopefully with enough um, interest I'll be able to have some special guests on here and I want everybody to know that the whole point of me starting this um, there's a few points one is selfishly to make myself feel happy knowing that I am doing something that influences other people to help them change their lives. Look, I am not a rock star. I am not a celebrity. I am not anyone of significance, but I'll tell you what, I may not change the world, but I'm going to change mine. And hopefully along the way, you'll get some value out of these episodes where I can have a little bit of an effect positively on yours. This podcast is meant for the surrounding people in my life, for those that are connected to me in some particular way that know me either through social media, through family, through, I don't know, through work. Um, I'm never going to mention my workplace for now, um, but those of you who know me know where I work. And at the end of the day, I hope that this will make you understand that um, you are not alone everybody in some respect faces the same struggles as you proceed through this life Um, this is not meant to make you become the most amazing person in the world as seen through the eyes of the world it is meant to make you feel like you're going to become amazing in the eyes of yourself so um thanks very much everybody um we'll get started with the second segment of this episode about getting started and we'll see you in a bit thanks so much Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next segment of the Zoranyu podcast. Coming to you live October 31st from, well, as I always mentioned, it's going to be a secret for quite some time until I feel like telling you. So, uh, part two of getting started is half the battle. And I figured I would kick this off by giving you a little bit of an unorthodox introduction to me and who I am and and why I'm doing this and why particularly I wanted to talk about getting started. Look, um, I'm as average Joe as it gets. You know, according to, uh, you know, conventional standards... i work an average job i make an average salary i have an average family although if you ask my personal opinion uh, my family is the most beautiful thing that i've ever seen and ever been able to be a part of um but you know simply put the world as we know it uh has very little knowledge of who i am and what i do and i am so fucking happy about that i have realized um it's it's really a blessing Look, I have a standard business education uh, with a little specialization in hospitality management, but a lot of the stuff that I'm going to talk about today, and hopefully later on I can invite some guests so we can talk about these things further, you know, things like social sciences, psychology, biology, fitness, nutrition, um, you know, career advice, performance management, all of that fucking shit. I have no goddamn education, no degree, no certificate, no bullshit piece of paper telling you that I am smart about this shit. All I have is my perspective and my experience and the things that other people around me have taught. And as I've said before, this is for you. This is for you to get some value out of it, to really let you know that you are not alone with the struggle And that um, there is a way to fulfill yourself without thinking that you have to change the whole fucking world in order to do it. So, what do we do? We have to get started. Um, It took a very, very long time for me to realize how important this step was. And, you know, everybody's heard that same analogy or seen it in real life where everybody makes that same bullshit New Year's resolution. I'm going to lose 10 pounds and I'm sick of looking at that gut and I'm going to quit drinking alcohol and I'm going to the gym in January and all this stuff. And gym memberships take a spike in January and then by March, everybody is sitting on the fucking couch with a bag of Doritos watching the latest stupid reality TV show. Look, anybody that you have considered great in your life, whether it's a celebrity, an influencer, an athlete, a business person, a religious figure, icon, deity, whatever you want to call it, they started somewhere. The difference between you, the difference between me, you and I, and them... Is that they stuck it out. They stuck it out. And that's what made them great. You know, why? Sure, there's tons of reasons. They call it, they found their passion. Everybody talks about, oh, well, you got to go and find your passion. What's your motivation? Some call it motivation. Some call it a calling. Whatever the fuck it is. They found it and they stuck to it. Here's what I think made them stick with it. I consider it similar to, you know, it's life and death. This is a life and death thing. And if I need to live, if I need to continue to survive, this is what I need to do in order to make sure that I am living. You know, uh, one person, when I first started going to the gym and was really struggling trying to stick with it, and by the way, I am not ripped, I'm not jacked, I'm not a fucking athlete. I just enjoy going to the gym and I am staying healthy for a number of reasons to which I'll get into later on. But um, anyways, they likened it to... You know, you are going to climb mountains, risk yourself, break your arm, do whatever you want to do because you just can't stand being late for work. And you will do whatever it takes to make sure that you are on time for work because you don't want to lose your fucking job. So why in the fuck wouldn't you take that same sort of mentality to the gym? And if you don't go to the gym every day, then you are going to lose your life. That is the mentality of sticking with it. But you have to get started. You have to get started. And, you know, one thing that I've learned, um, you know, I am not I, from, you know, a very influential figure, we'll call, we'll call him that, is that, you know, everybody is so worried about failing Everyone's so worried about failing, looking dumb. I don't have enough money to do this. Um, Look, it doesn't fucking matter. Just start. Just do it. And if you were wrong, well, at least you fucking tried. And you know that's not it. Um, You know, a friend of mine that I used to hang out with quite a bit back in the early uh, 2010s, you know, um, he worked in sales. And he worked in cold calling. And cold calling sucks because you get rejected 99% of the time, especially these days, like who fucking sells over the phone now, but it's all about perspective. Instead of being oh well, here I go. I'm going to get rejected again. It's all about, well, I am one phone call closer to getting a sale to closing that sale. So every time you start something, it is one step closer to realizing what makes you passionate, what motivates you and what that calling is. So don't be afraid to start and be comfortable with the fact that you will not be awesome at everything. You will suck at most things, but finding out what you suck at will get you closer to the things that you know you will fi- You will be awesome at. So get, Fucking started right now. I want to tell you about some turning points in my life that really supports this philosophy of change. And this is really all about change, in case I haven't uh, mentioned it. You know, a lot of this is about changing yourselves, your life, whatever, for the better and getting started. You have to start. You have to start if you want to change. And if you don't have the courage to start, then brothers and sisters i don't know what to tell you but that's the only way you're going to do it so the first turning point in my life about getting started was i I like to call it my trial by fire introduction to true adulthood and that was when i was evicted for the first time well the only time really but i was evicted from my place of residence um, I just finished university in Ontario. Um, I got a management tra- into a management training program via a very prestigious and luxurious hospitality organization out in Alberta, um, a global one, mind you. They just have the location I was going to, which just happened to be in Alberta, um, and I went there. My rent was, you know, for all intents and purposes covered. Um, I had a you know, a place to eat three times a day without spending any of my real money. Even the staff had its own fucking staff bar. Like it was a playland and I took it for granted. I partied. I was promiscuous. I fucking did it all. And everything changed that day when I got a letter in my mailbox saying that I was being evicted from my place. And I had seven days to pack up my shit and figure it out and leave. That was the first kick in the ass that life really ever dealt to me. This was a life and death situation. This was, I don't have a fucking place to live in seven days. What the fuck am I going to do? And that sparked the motivation all I focused on, I didn't even focus on my job. All I focused on was looking at the papers, finding a place to live, finding a place that was within my means with my salary, finding something that I could still commute to work every day because I frankly enjoyed where I was working. But it was life and death. I had dry mouth, my skin went pale, and um, without letting on too much, I'm fucking brown. And when my skin gets pale, you know something's up. So... That was my that was motivation. That got me started to really think about, well, A, finding a place to live. But it really kick-started the whole, you know, changing the perspective and, and how I lived my life. Um, guys, if you've ever had to struggle finding a place to live because you've been evicted, it's no joke, man. It's no joke. Um, but you have to start and figure it out. You have to get it done. There's no time to wallow in your own self-pity. You know, that was how I got started with really understanding that life is a fucking bitch and it doesn't care. The next the next few turning points really have to deal with with me getting started um, with being, you know, a lot more physically active um, and really just looking after my health. Guys and girls, you know, like I said, I'm not a health guru. I'm not a nutrition expert. I'm not a fucking athlete. Um, In fact, I'm very proud of my little belly that I have because apparently it gives my wife warmth at night. So, man, why would I change that? But, uh, you know, there are certain motivations um, for why I try to be as active as I can be. And I can tell you, it's not so I can stare at my six pack in the fucking mirror and say, Ooh, don't I look good? So the first instance was um, I flew back to Ontario, spent a couple of weeks with my mom and my dad and my sister, my family. And the night before I was meant to fly out back home, I met up with an old university buddy. We went to our old uh, pub stomping grounds in Toronto and it just got fucking obliterated. You know, we got sucked into, you know, the old days of university. And do you remember this guy? Do you remember this girl? Remember when we did that stupid shit? And, you know, all of a sudden it was, you know, 2.30 in the morning and the bar was kicking us out. I hopped in a cab and on my way home, I realized that I have to be up at 5 a.m. to catch a flight. And by the time I got home, my head was pounding. I was in full stage fucking hangover mode got two hours of sleep, woke up, my mom looks at me, she doesn't say a word, but you can see it in her eyes that she knows that I was just being an absolute drunken retard the night before. So anyways, um, as customary as it was when I visited my family, uh, my mom gave me a drive to the airport early in the morning and the whole car ride I couldn't even have a conversation with her because. The, the car was spinning, the lights were spinning, my head was spinning, and I was pretty much going to barf at a moment's notice. Get to the airport. I'm like, fuck, thank God I made it. I'm, I'm just going to run to the bathroom in the airport, get it all out, and get on with my day, get on my flight. No sooner than two seconds after I get out of the front seat, walk around to the trunk to get my suitcase. Blah! All over the car, on the ground, and it's a busy fucking airport, Pearson International. But what was most gut-wrenching to me was that I did it right in front of my mother. After all the lessons she taught me, after all the care and concern she gave me as a child, as her son, all the education, all the luxuries that was afforded to me because of what she did and and how she impacted my life. Here is her drunken son puking in front of public in front of her. I was embarrassed. I I was so embarrassed that, you know, is this what I work for? Is this what is this what I want? You know, do I want to get so fucking shit face spend money on booze and then just fucking puke in front of my mother? Um no. No, that's not what I'm going to do. And that was my motivation to really start going to the gym. Um, You know, the next day I found myself in the staff gym at work and just going and going and going. And look, you know, maybe many of you have heard about David Goggins and, you know, the story of his struggles and how he's just this like Superman doesn't even begin to describe this guy. But anyways, (laughs) that's not me. I I I that's not how it happened to me, but I got started. I got started. I was in that gym three to four times a week. Was I was I bench pressing four hundred pounds? No, but I was healing my body through good food, through going to the gym, being active, and I started feeling better about myself. Here's the kicker, though. The kicker was I was still going out and partying, but I wasn't. Doing it to the degree that I initially was because I knew in the back of my head that if I do this, I'm going to ruin a gym day. If I ruin a gym day, I'm probably not going to go again and I may not go back again ever. And then I will just fall right back into that same pit that I was before. So puking in front of my mom, that was the first piece of motivation for me going to the gym. The, uh, the next one is, you know, not the easiest one to talk about. Um, it doesn't make me fucking emotional or sad or any, well, it does make me sad, but, um, it's about my dad. Uh, you know, my dad was a hardworking man, no pun intended. He grinded it out day in day out nine to five and you know he wasn't a laborer he didn't you know forge steel or work in a factory or anything like that you know he worked uh, for a bank um, and he had a desk job and he gave presentations and he looked at his computer for eight hours a day and let me tell you after being on both sides of that equation doing physical you know service labor And sitting at a desk, I can tell you sitting at a desk, whatever job you have can be extremely mind numbing and can get extremely depressing unless you're, again, really passionate about what you're doing. But anyways, he grinded it out and it didn't, you know, fast forward, you know, 30 odd years to where I am today. I understood why he did it. You know, he did it for us. He did it um, to make sure that we were looked after. My sister and I would always make fun of the fact that, you know, he wore shitty t-shirts and shitty shorts and never wanted to buy fancy clothes or any of this stuff. And, you know, again, fast forward 30 years later, it's because, the, you know, that money went to us. So, you know, um, that hit me very, very hard. And the reason I explained this is because because of that grind, because of that stress that he endured, you know, his health suffered dramatically to the point where, um, now he can barely walk. He can barely write. He has to go to the hospital three to four times a week for treatment. Um, he's done. He has no quality of life. And it's, it's, it's a bit difficult to think about and to talk about because, you know, um, in some sense, you know, I don't want to be, grow up to be like that. I don't want to end up like that. And, you know, uh, probably not the best way to, to emphasize the point, but that was the reason why I stuck it out. That was the reason why I stuck it out with the gym, being active, because I did not want to end up like him. No way. I want to be able to play with my kids get old with my kids, be active with them, be an active part of their life. Um, But it is quite difficult because it's not that he chose it. You know, this was a byproduct of him making those sacrifices. But nonetheless... I don't want to end up like that. I will not end up like that, and that is my life and death scenario for staying as active as I am, and for starting things and for doing the things that I am doing right now in my life. The last point of, you know, inspiration and motivation for me for getting started, and I, I like to call it changing diapers. Um, My daughter was born a couple years ago and God, she's a firecracker. Love her to death. She is just absolutely amazing. And you know, my lower back, as I'm sure many parents can probably attest to, just fucking killed, just killed. And, um, the more and more I was changing her diapers, the more and more I was laying her down in her crib, the more and more I was bending down to pick up all the fucking toys that were on the ground, my back, my back was just going to shit, man. And, you know, I it, it sucks, it sucks. You can't do anything. All you wanna do is just sit down in a chair and just watch your kid. And, you know, I something just sparked in my head and said, really, is this what I'm gonna do with my time with my daughter? Watch her run around and, and instead of me, and I'm sorry, and me sitting down in the couch, when I could be getting, being healthier about it and being better with my back and and actually interacting more with my daughter. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not there yet. My back still fucking hurts, but I'll tell you what I did do. I worked harder at the gym. I changed my stretching routine. Half the time I'm watching YouTube videos about, you know, what lower back exercises I can do to strengthen it. Why do my knees hurt all the time? You know, that to me is a life and death situation. I don't want to be able to walk when I'm 80 years old. I don't want to be in a fucking wheelchair. I don't want to be going to the hospital four times a week. I, I there's more to life than that. So changing diapers—that was my motivation to continue to stick with it. Am I no means at top form of physical condition or health, but ladies and gentlemen. You have to start somewhere and this is my journey to getting there and I hope that all of you will be along with me for this ride. Like I've said, everything that I have said here today outside of my own personal stories, none of it's rocket science, none of this is groundbreaking. Look, there are other highly influential people practicing this and preaching this and getting paid $250,000 at speaking engagements to to, to say these same goddamn words. So by all means, don't take my word for it. Go and pay that person that copious amounts of money to learn that same stuff. Like, I don't give a shit. You know, if you want to tell the time, you can buy a $25,000 Rolex or a $20 Iron Man watch. And you know what? Still sit, tells the same fucking time. What matters to me and what matters the most is that I believe in it and I hope that with the words that I've spoken here today in this podcast, that you, my universe, the people that know me, that are listening to this to me, I hope that you can begin to believe in it and that you can just fucking get started. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you at the next episode.